Welcome, and to She Leads Her Life, I'm your host, Jenna Schneider, and I'm thrilled to have such a delightful guest with us today, Sweden Perkins. Sweden and I became acquainted on Instagram, and I have to say, I think you, <clears throat> I think you will love her high-energy spirit and just sweet personality. Sweden shares her journey of motherhood, fitness, homeschooling, and beauty go-tos with her followers, and I thought you all would love her perspective on life with the She Leads Her Life community. Sweden, welcome to the podcast, and would you introduce yourself to our listeners? Thank you. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. Um, my name is Sweden Perkins, and I have been blogging um, slash doing all the social media business for a couple years now. Um, it kind of just, you know, led itself in a direction of girlfriends asking me, where'd you buy that? Would you do this? And I just have always been an entrepreneur at heart and uh, just decided to kind of jump into the blogging space. So that's kind of where I'm at now. I love that. And you also homeschool your two children, correct? Yes, I do. Um, they are seven and five. Um, so it's, you know, navigating new waters, but we absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. And what part of the country are you from, Sweden? So I am originally from Oregon, but I live in Tennessee. I've lived uh, in Nashville for about, oh gosh, close to 17 years. So I technically call this home now. <laughs> mm -hmm. I've always wanted to visit. Nashville is on my bucket list. I've actually never been to Nashville, but my husband mm -hmm. and I were just talking about how we need to go and um, I need to go see some good country music too. <laughs> you do. It is such a fun town. I mean, that is obvious for how much it's grown in the last, you know, 10 years. Um, people love to be here and there's really no question of why it's a great, great town. I love that. I love that. Also, Sweden, I have to ask you, I've never met another Sweden in my life, and I think it is such a beautiful name. Could you share a little bit about your name and if there's meaning behind it? Yes. So I get this question a lot. What's funny is that often when people say, oh, what's your name? I'll say Sweden, and I follow up with like the country. <laughs> um, and my kids for the longest time thought that like the country was part of my name <laughs> because it's just what I say so habitually. But, um, so I was born in the Swedish hospital in Seattle, Washington, and I was a premature baby. So my mom held off labor in the hospital for five weeks. And then I was also in the hospital for five weeks. So a total of about 10 weeks. And in her time in waiting in the hospital, all the nurses would always come in and out offering suggestions of names. And one nurse one day just said, what about Eden? And my mom said she just looked over at the hospital tag and she just said out loud, Sweden. And my father was like, ooh, I love it. It's either going to like polarize people. They'll love it or hate it. So when I was born, if you've seen my photos, I definitely don't look Swedish. <laughs> um, I have a tiny bit of Mexican Indian and that is what shines bright. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that's long story short, how it came about. Yeah. Oh, that's such a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing. You. Well, this kind of all came about Sweden because I reached out to you on Instagram 
mm-hmm. about, I think, I don't know, I can't remember quite if it was a quote or a picture yeah. that you shared about friendship. And could you just tell our listeners a little bit about what that was about? Yeah. So, you know, over the last couple of years, I have just whether it was COVID or what, I feel like it really made me evaluate a lot of relationships in my life and just kind of gave this space to do that. Um, And I read this quote that said, I no longer pour into cups that don't pour into mine, family, friends, associates, et cetera. And it really hit me. Um, I am notorious for pouring and pouring and pouring. It's my personality. I love to pour into my people. And um, so I just decided to put it on my stories one day and kind of ask, you know, all the women that follow me if they've been through similar times, if they've had those hard moments of recognition of saying like, wow, I have poured so much. And I'm recognizing that this relationship is not of equal, you know, relationship. So it sparked a huge conversation in my DMs. You know, some things I throw out there and it's nothing. And some things, this really um, hit hard for a lot of people and really came about of a good conversation of healthy boundaries and those lines that you have to draw in relationships. I I love that. And thank you for sharing that. And I was one of those people that reached out to you. I yes. took a screenshot of it. And I think I read it like three times. And even though I see this with my clients with mental health coaching, it hit me really hard too. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right about the pandemic, which mm-hmm. in fact has allowed us to go back and reflect on our relationships and priorities and what is important. Yeah. And Sweden, I'm curious about, because I struggle with this too. I'm the type of friend too that pours and checks in and that's just kind of my personality as well. Do you ever struggle with how do you know when it's time to kind of shift energy from a friendship or a coworker or even a family member. Yeah, I mean, it's so hard. I think, you know, ultimately you really want to believe that if I keep pouring and pouring and pouring, that'll be recognized and it will also be reciprocated. Um, but for, unfortunately, as you get older and recognize, like we do live in a very self-focused world. And even the closest of people, or what you think might be the closest, uh, may not value that. And I think for me, that's what I really had to recognize is asking myself those hard questions of like, is this relationship, um, do they see that? Do they care as much as I do? And if not, maybe that's not a good match. And Oddly, that happens even with family members, which for me personally has been something I've had to deal with over the last couple of years. And that was really difficult um, because you think, oh, but they're family. Right. Well, just because they're family doesn't always mean they're healthy. Yeah. And that's a very difficult conversation to have with yourself. Yeah. I think that's so important that just because they're family doesn't mean they're healthy. And that. Yeah. In any relationship, if there is a sense of toxicity within it, it's so important to really take a hard focus 
on, is this affecting my mental well-being? And if it is, what kind of boundaries need to be set to, to cure or to protect your heart and your mental well-being as well? You know, as the pandemic went on, and I don't know about you guys, but we definitely had to make our bubble smaller when the pandemic hit, right? And it caused us to really reflect on what kind of people we want to be around. And personally, I had some friendships that kind of went to the wayside as well during that. And I got to thinking, I don't, I'm the type of person that once we're friends, I feel like we're going to be friends forever, right? So I am really good friends, even with friends that I had in kindergarten still today, which I feel like is kind of unusual. But that once you're in my circle, you're in, in my heart, right? And that has come back to sting me sometimes. But then what is, what are your thoughts about, okay, there are supposed to be friendships in certain seasons of your life. Is that been something that you've encountered even through, if you think about going back to like high school and after high school and early marriage and early motherhood, um, what have those seasons kind of looked like for you in regards to friendship? You know, for me, that's a tricky question. Um, we moved a lot growing up. Um, there was a lot of change all the time. So I think I have a little bit of a unique perspective on that in that it's, I am similar to you in that when I say I'm your friend, that means I'm going to pour so much into that relationship. And, um, but at the same time, because of so much change in my life, I, I had to kind of learn to disconnect yeah. Um, because there was just no choice and no options. So in some ways that's helped me as I've gotten older to realize, okay, this friendship has served each other well for this time, yeah. but because of some sort of change, it's time to kind of keep that in that season and move on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I have a little bit of a unique perspective on that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful though. You know, I heard just on the radio the other day, I was listening, or it may have been a podcast, but it talked about making friendships as an adult. Mm. And when you're a child and you're thrown into school, even if you're changing schools and whatnot, you know, teachers spend time on saying making friends and there's a place to meet these other friends. Have you found any difficulty um, once you became a mom, and especially during the pandemic, kind of cultivating new friendships, or if that's not a struggle for you, what are some things that you do to um, nourish that? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, I will say I am deaf. I have to push myself to get out of my circle. Um, I am such a homebody, especially now with homeschool and all the things. I mean, honestly, you could probably leave us in our home and we would be just fine. Um, so therefore, intentionality in the relationships I have is really, really important. Um, you know, over the last couple of years, I've, I've found myself uh, relationshiping different groups of women. Um, 
and it's funny, it's even just in proximity to where I'm at. I've got a group of friends in Nashville, a group of friends in Franklin where I live, a group of friends in, you know, Murfreesboro, which is about 40 minutes away. And I've had to kind of, um, again, just really evaluate where my efforts are going and if they're in vain, um, if they're not, you know, serving a greater purpose and a full relationship, then, you know, to be truthful, I just don't have that much extra time on my hands. Um, Absolutely. You know, I'm, as most women, we're very, very um, involved in so many things. So putting my intentions in appropriate and good serving places is so important to me now. I love that. In putting intentionality into the people that we surround ourselves yeah. with. Now, I know with your children and homeschooling, what advice do you give your children about surrounding yourself with people that lift you up and serve you and um, having friendships that make you feel good about yourself? Yes. I love this question, um, specifically because we're really going through this with my daughter right now. She, um, you know, children are just so innocent and uh, it is just so refreshing because they look at friendships just very simply. And as an adult, you know, we tend to look at somebody and say, oh, they match me. That must be a good fit. Um, where in reality, a lot of times that fails. Um, because as adults, everything is skewed, right? We've got, you know, kind of our own viewpoints on what things should look like and how and what we want others to do for us and us for them. And so my daughter has this really sweet neighbor friend and I have just really been like relishing in their friendship because it's just so pure. It's so supportive. It's so, there's no competition, and so it's really given me so much joy recently watching that and also just perspective on the relationships I, I have as an adult saying, you know, can my friendships look like that? Um, and really they should because it's just such a pure, pure heart. So, you know, it's kind of a reverse situation. I'm more looking at my daughter as a example of, wow, like this is real and this is um, genuine. Yeah. I was just talking about this on the last podcast episode, but this has been coming up, the scripture verse to me a lot, um, that you need to act more like children to enter mm. the kingdom. Yes. And it has just been um, coming up with me more and more, just with looking with everything that's going on in the world and friendships. And it just has so much wisdom behind it. Um, and I look at my girls and their friendships as well. And I have, my oldest daughter is 11 and my youngest daughter is eight. And I see as well them trying to navigate um, friendships and where they feel good about themselves and how important it is to surround yourself with people that make you feel good about yourself. And I think we sometimes forget that as adults. That we have that choice, that we have that autonomy to surround ourselves with people that lift us up, but that sometimes it does take work and it does take intentionality as well. 
Um, just shifting a little bit, Sweden, I always like to ask my guests, what does a typical day in your household look like? What are the rhythms? What are the things that keep you motivated and inspired and things that you would want to share with our listeners? Well, we are like habitually routine people around here. It's just, it makes us feel good. Um, specifically me. And now my children are also the same way. Um, so, you know, we wake up early. My family has always been early birds. My son, up until he was about four, woke up at like 4.30 every day. Oh my goodness. I am, I am here with you to feel that pain because it is, my girls are the same way. Yeah. You know, and it's tough, but we've adjusted and honestly, I love it. I mean, it really is, it, we get going and, you know, we do our Bible study time in the morning and, um, I love to work out in the morning. So I like to work out and get our school day started and you know we are home a lot and our home has kind of just become our sanctuary and where we do everything now yeah yeah and what is what is your plan moving forward Sweden do you see yourself homeschooling your children moving forward um in the yes, coming years I, you know we have never looked back um I don't know what the future holds and we try to say that we take things season by season, not even year by year, because I know that life can change and adjust in a second. So um, right now we are just really enjoying it. My kids really love it. Um, they, we love being together and um, it's been so wonderful for me as their mom to witness so many growth moments, so many just discoveries and really learning alongside of them. And just, it's been so, so rewarding. I feel like so many people are always like, oh, wow, you're so amazing for doing that. And it always takes me by surprise when people say that because it's not me. Um, I am no scholar. I got my GED. I, um, but God, I know that God can equip me to do anything he's leading me to do. And so we just have been taking it on together and stumbling through it and, you know, having to adjust, adjust, adjust. But so far, I just feel really grateful, honestly, for the opportunity to do it. Oh, that's so beautiful. Sweden, I have to acknowledge the work that you're doing though because I homeschooled my girls for almost a year when the pandemic was going on virtual school was not going well for us <laughs> and um I I give my hat off to all the teachers that tried to make virtual schooling happen. They didn't have a choice. They did the best they could. It was not them at all. But especially my younger sitting on a computer screen for six hours a day was just not, yeah. I think we lasted a week and a half in virtual yeah. school and that was it. And we pulled the plug and I homeschooled them. And there was a lot of incredible things that came out of it. Mm -hmm. um, but it does take a lot of patience Yeah, and it takes yeah. creativity and, um, I do give you a lot of credit for that because if you haven't done it before, you don't know how much work does go into it. 
And so hats off to you. And this is why people say you're amazing for doing that because it does take a special person to be able to have the bandwidth and the wherewithal to homeschool their children. What has been the biggest surprise for you with homeschooling your children? You know, I don't know if I could name a surprise. I honestly just think, again, you know, homeschool really gives a unique moment for kids to personally really excel at at their rate. Um, And so just seeing my little boy, he's in preschool, but he's doing, you know, full on kindergarten math and, um, you know, they just eat it up. And so I think I've been taken back a few times at just how smart they are, which I think sounds so funny to say, but I, you know, there was just so many things I didn't realize they could do. Um, So that's been really rewarding to experience that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to rapid fire you some quick questions, Sweden. I thought this might be kind of fun. Um, If you had to shift gears a little bit, if you had to pick one beauty product, oh gosh, what would that one beauty product be? Oh goodness. Okay. This is going to be tough. Um, there is a girlfriend of mine and I were just talking about this the other day. Kiehl's makes this avocado eye cream uh-huh. and I live for it. It's so hydrating and it's a really good price point, which I love. Um, so I guess I'm going to go for that. Okay. Uh, well, I do not actually have a good eye cream, so I'm going to have to check that out for sure. Okay. okay. If you had to pick one hair product or shampoo, what would you pick? Mm-hmm. I love the Oribe dry texture spray. It just gives so much like volume to your hair. Um, I, I can't live without that one. If you had to pick one food you couldn't live without, what would it be? Um, golly, that's tough. Honestly, food is tricky for me, but I can definitely say I can't live without coffee. Like, uh, yes, I've tried yep. to do the whole no coffee thing, and it just is not good for me. Yep, yep. One thing you wish you could tell your younger self about relationships. Wow. Um, I would just say to be to really listen to my gut um, from a young age. I think that God gave me a really strong um, insight into people. And um, for a lot of reasons, I think he gave me that. Um, But I didn't know it back then. And now as I'm in my 30s, I'm really recognizing that gift that he gave me. And so just leaning into that and um, not being afraid to say no. Yeah, trusting that. I love that. If you could go back and tell your early married self, Mm -hmm. a relationship advice about marriage, what would it be? Oh, humility. (laughs) (laughs) I, my husband is the, uh, God just really blessed me with the sweetest man alive. Um, something I never would have pictured for myself. Um, and he has 
I have had to be humbled so many times that he's been so gracious to me um, just because my natural tendency is kind of a spitfire. Um, and he's taught me how that I can have real good relationship while not having to breathe like a dragon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I can. I'm over here. I know our listeners can't see me, but I'm like over here nodding. Um, yes. Yeah, my nickname is sometimes Firecracker as well. So I can. Yes. Don't you feel like the ones that when we feel deeply, sometimes it just can come off extra deeply? Yes, I do. Yeah. I, I feel that. <laughs> if you could wave a magic wand, where would you and your family be five years from now? Hmm. You know, I have really had to um, learn through my life experience that I tend to have kind of a gypsy heart um, because of so much change in my younger life and um, moving a lot and relationships changing a lot. Change has always been really comfortable for me. Um, so to be honest, I think I would be right here. Um, God has really taught me how to be happy with roots and, um, to just settle where I'm at and, uh, enjoy what God has given me right here, right now. So that is where I'm at right now. Um, I really haven't, you know, I used to be able to say, oh, I want to go here and there, but I think God is just trying to tell me to be here now. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Contentment. Yes. So if you could give advice to our listeners about someone that's feeling like they're pouring from an empty cup, mm. what advice would you give them? You know, I think that as women and men too, depending on your personality, we can just like drive ourselves into a ditch and I am a doer. I want to pour, pour, pour. Um, but really taking a step back and evaluating your relationships is just so healthy. Um, not only is it important, it's healthy. And, um, you know, when you are just over pouring in a relationship, I, I think of it like a glass of wine. You really can't enjoy that glass of wine if it's just over pouring, over pouring. It's just gluttonous yeah. um, and not healthy. But when you have enough room in that glass to swirl, taste, and smell that wine, it's really going to give more of a full relationship. Yeah. So there has to be that equality um, and asking, I think having hard conversations, you know, I just recently had a hard conversation with one of my best friends and I hated to do it. It felt so uncomfortable, but in the end, both of us were on the same page and that is where healthy relationships can really just leap forward. When you put in the work to say, this is uncomfortable, this is hard, but where do we stand and where do we go? And what? an incredible thing you're teaching your children mm. as well to say we can do hard things we can show mm. up we can have those difficult conversations that are raw and authentic in a healthy way to move the relationship forward and that that relationship is worth fighting for mm. Sweden I hear how important your faith is to you as well 
What would, what advice would you give a listener that is just at the start of their faith journey, just starting to maybe listen or lean in or have questions, maybe not even a believer yet, but someone that is just curious. Mm. You know, I truly believe that God, um, he makes no mistakes and he made all of us with such purpose. And, um, I think to the core of every human being, we all know that. And so I would just say to really start with who God made you to be, um, really reach in and focus on your differences and your qualities and, um, then go to the Bible for those things because they're in there. Um, and there are lots of women around that want to encourage you in those ways and find those people that see you for who you are. And wouldn't you say, I don't know about your experience, but when I started reading scripture mm-hmm. and reading the Bible, it felt so difficult to me. Like yes. I didn't understand what I was reading in the beginning of my faith journey. And still today, there's often times where I'm reading and thinking, okay, I need to look this up. I don't know the meaning behind this. I don't know this story. I'm not great at memorizing scripture. Um, And all those doubts start seeping in. But then all of a sudden, there's like a light that turns on. And the more you read, the more you internalize, the more the Holy Spirit kind of starts weaving that, um, pathway in your heart. So it becomes a lot easier to understand and to comprehend as well. And so I think it's important for any listeners. Um, I just felt God put this on my heart today. Any listeners that are feeling intimidated about opening their Bibles or reading scripture, just know you're not alone. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like finding, um, you know, I I know for me when I go through like kind of dry spells of not really knowing what to read in the Bible or where God's taking me, I I love to find like specific devotional books or even just like 30-day books, things like that, um, that are kind of leaning into maybe something I'm going through in my life, like relationships. I mean, you can just find so many things and then, and then God is faithful to continue leading you. I love that. I think that's a perfect place to end today. I just want to thank you so much, Sweden, for sharing your heart and your insight. I know a lot of our listeners Um, We'll really appreciate the vulnerability and the truth that you shared today. So thank you for being a part of this She Needs Her Life community. Yeah, well, I enjoyed it. Awesome. And just to remind everybody, today's episode of She Leads Her Life is brought to you by jennerschneidercoaching.com. And we will be back shortly. Thanks again, Sweden. Thank you.